0: Three Steps Business Podcast number 12. Marketing tips on how to choose a mentor with Edward Sia. Welcome to the Three
1: Steps Business Podcast, where we aim to help small business owners understand the whole online marketing craze and dig into specific actions you can implement to take your business to the next level. Grab a cup of coffee, glass of water, or a pen and paper if you'd like to take some notes and get ready for the ride of today. Podcasting from his home office in the North Shore of Sydney, Australia, here is your host, George Gasker.
0: Hello, hello, it's George here, again on our Three Steps Business podcast, and we have today a very, very impressive guest, a very special guest of mine. It's a person that I met in a networking event, and he's a great, great sales and marketing mentor. And we'll get into exactly what it is, but I want to give you an outline of what we are going to be discussing because it's quite interesting and especially not just interesting, but really important for business owners to understand these kind of things that we're going to be discussing. So there's a couple of things that we touch on this interview. And one of them is the top 10 marketing tips and marketing process that you should be following on any business and the things that you should be working on to actually succeed on them. So, on saying this, at the same time, Edward, in fact, he points out what are the right things to be working on. So, it's really important for you to actually listen to it, because it will give you a lot of clarity into what you probably are doing right now, and what you will probably be able to do. On our next note, actually, we talk about uh, mentoring and how to actually pick the right mentors and why a mentor is actually important or is really unimportant at some points. He gave us a really good insight on how to choose the right mentor for you and for your business, if, depending on the points that you're at the moment. With no more introductions, here is our interview and let's dig right into what we discussed with Edward. I have a very interesting guest with us today. His name is Edward Zia, marketing, sales and marketing mentor here in Australia, especially for small businesses. So he does a lot of of getting out there strategies for small businesses and real strategies, not just online, but also offline. And he's got great accreditations from very renowned institutes here in Australia and a very impressive track record for, with the small businesses, especially in networking events and all the other kind of things around that. But um, I'll let Edward to introduce himself a little bit better, so he probably know better than I do. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, Edward, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and um, how you help the small businesses?
2: Oh, beautiful. Thank you, George. I was wondering who you were talking about for a second there, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so pleasure to be here. and. Um, yeah, look in short George, uh, what I do is pretty much that, sales so and marketing mentor. I do have quite a few corporate clients but really I focus on helping small business owners and entrepreneurs and I've been doing that for a couple of years now, I used to be a marketing director on a formal life and really in short, my what I do is all about helping my clients get more profitable clients and building the businesses that they really want. And, and I do that a lot of ways through helping them with their pitching. Right and through to giving advice on public speaking, right through to Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, uh, yeah. email marketing and that type of thing. So yeah, as we sort of spoke, um, you know, we do have a bit of overlap and also some unique differences too. So it's great talking to you on the line tonight, uh, George.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's amazing, Adora. I know mm-hmm. you you do very good work and you know do a lot of you do a lot of uh, workshops and and, yes. um, and stuff around the city. So you're pretty well well renowned around. So um, yes, it's great to have you here and to be sharing with us you know those um, those 10 problems that small businesses actually have around marketing and how they can overcome them because um you know i think and many people will will probably relate to this is that overwhelmed on having to do so many things in a short period of time especially when you mm-hmm. want to respond very very quickly yeah. or because, you know it's, i guess that's uh, that's the basic pain of any business you know i want clients right now
2: yeah, and I, th- I think the reality is, is that like when everyone wants clients and I sort of challenge that statement is, is like, yeah. and it happens all the time, I know what it's like starting out, hey, I need clients ASAP, what do I do next, you tell me? And here's the sort of reality of it. That's yeah. actually not completely true. No one actually wants clients as soon as possible and it might sound odd. My question is, do you really want clients that don't pay your invoices or take too long to service and don't give you any money? Are those the sort of clients that you want? <laughs> Uh, and the and the answer to that is no, I don't want those sort of clients. Yeah. The real answer is people want profitable clients right now, uh, and the big thing is anyone can get clients tomorrow. You can go get a stack of free clients tomorrow, or clients that lose you a stack of money. I think the challenge is is getting the right clients who'll stay with you for the long haul and a appreciate what you deliver them, but b give you the money that you deserve for your hard work and brilliance and that type of thing.
0: That's that's what I was going to go to. So it's. I think that's very important. you start a very mm. important point just there, which is people paying for what you're worth and the value of your services yeah. yeah that's that's super important, even online when you create a product online, a lot of the times people don't don't see the value behind it simply because mm. they think it's an online product, where you know that the work that you have to put behind creating all that online product is a lot of experience a lot of even failure sometimes so you can create a right product for the right people for with mm. the right with the right you know with the right potential for solving the right problem
1: yes yes exactly
0: Yes, yeah, so um so i think that's uh, that's really important what you just touch in there but um what wh- why don't you take us through those uh, 10 mistakes that you see with a small not only a small I, I would say it's not only for small businesses but also for online businesses, I think all the 10 steps that we, that we you shared with me earlier, they are very valid for any business in general.
2: Yeah, exactly and where it is, it's quite a good one. So really my presentation, um, if you go to my website, you can actually download a video of this presentation. It's one of my um, products that I like to generally share in the house out there. And what it's called is Turning Your Top 10 Marketing Mistakes into Profitable Wins. And quite a cool um, presentation. It's one that I've really enjoyed doing over the years. And in short, um, and I'll just shoot them through them very quickly. Now, uh, there's really top 10 profitable wins. And this is, it's a culmination of my years of experience and also the amazing people I've worked in. It's basically the top 10 mistakes. And when that they're solved, they usually become very profitable wins for businesses. And just in short, um, I'll just shoot them very quickly. One is A, a strong direction and strategy, B, two are goals of clarity, three is a premium identity and a premium image, four is sales and marketing consistency, five is pricing products and packages, six commercial feasibility, seven real world marketing strategies, eight online marketing strategies, nine automated marketing and ten test measure and improvement. So, that's a real mouthful there, but um, these are the top 10 areas that I find are very powerful for uh, small business owners. Uh, George?
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, just touch pretty much in every point in there. Mm. But, uh, you know, if you give this list to somebody who probably, mm. you know, is starting out or um, or is in the earlier stages or even, you know, in growth phases, a lot of the times mm. they haven't even thought about these, these steps, right, or mm. these... Uh, 10 points that they would probably need to touch to be able to to take it to the na- next level you know in any yeah. business so um how would you get them through to actually go through all those 10 steps right this is pretty much what you do with with your um, with your clients so um yeah why don't you tell us a little bit more about what's what's that process what's the real way of doing it the actual the right way of doing it i would say
2: uh, that's I suppose the short answer, I'm not being cheeky here, there actually is no, I think, right way or wrong way of doing it, right? Because the reality is is that everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses, everyone's at a different point in the business, and even if you get two people that are starting out, different people have different strengths and weaknesses, and different things are driving them. So, for example, someone might start their business, and they have an amazing business strategy. They know exactly what they're doing, um, and I was with a client like this, actually. But they have trouble just getting stuff done. So they know exactly what to do, but they're not getting it done for whatever reason. And conversely, you can have people which are incredibly motivated and know exactly what they, you know, they know, they are motivated and they are focused, consistent sort of characters. You just need to tell them what to do to get it done. So you get all different makes and types of people. So the reality is, and this is the way I operate, is when I meet, when I work with someone one-on-one, it's my job to very quickly figure out what the issues are, so I'm giving them the best advice possible. One, And the other side of that as well is also providing them all the information so they can make their own right choices. So in short, it's not actually about going through this with everyone because everyone's quite different. And if I'm preaching a message to someone and it's not what they're after, it is not going to help them. So I think, George, in short, it's about really not going through everything. It's about me one-on-one identifying what their issue is and giving them the answer they need immediately so they can get the success that they want.
0: That's great. So I would say, you know, you're touching in this another point in there without saying it, but it's basically the importance to have a mentor, having someone that can identify those strengths for you so you will be able to work out a plan and start working on the right things.
2: Yeah. On a contrary note, um, and, and, and this might sound a bit odd, I don't think mentors offer, offer everyone... And it might, sound, it might sound like I'm talking myself at a job, but it's very true, mentors aren't for everyone. And what I mean is some people, A, aren't necessarily that driven to succeed in their business, so why hire a mentor of any form, right? And I think, B, as well, some people, some people are amazing. They only need a little bit of mentoring, and it sets them on their direction. So a lot of coaches and mentors say, everyone must have a coach or mentor. I actually don't agree with that. Because a person may have several mentors and go in and out of them and actually go through different areas to explore what they want. So mentors aren't for everyone. However, I think when a person hires the right mentor that suits them, amazing, amazing things can happen in their business.
0: Yeah, that's very true. That that actually happened to me. I had a mentor who... um, Hmm. You know, he, he stirred me in the right direction when I was doing way too many things at the same time. Yes. And the first thing he did, he was like, "Okay, what, what are you having right now? in you played, and what's actually making money? And what is uh, wh- where where are you at? And you know, the what happened is that basically, I had all these projects going on at the same time, but none of them was actually finishing simply because yeah. I had too many projects at the same time. So, yeah. um. So all he did, he, he, he just created a pri- priorities of those projects, and then I started finishing up things very, very quickly. And, yes. and And that probably took around two or three sessions for me to identify those things and then just get it going because, you know, the plan was already there. It was just not happening because I had too many things at the same time. Yes, yeah.
2: And again, there can be a lot of things, and a good mentor, I think, I think a bad mentor, and I say this a lot, a bad mentor will just teach you whatever they want. Right? A good yeah. mentor will solve your problems immediately. A good mentor, regardless, be it a sales mentor, a marketing mentor, a business mentor, whatever, a good mentor will solve your problems immediately. They'll be able to pick exactly what your issues are and go, ah, bang, that's the problem. Ah, bang, that's the answer. Whereas a weak mentor, and I say this all the time, when you see people who often let's say weak mentors are starting out mentors, they don't get it and they just teach you everything because they're not sharp enough to pick up what your problems are. <laughs> you know what I'm sort of saying there, George?
0: Yes, yes, I understand, I understand, Yeah. So they, they see it in a broad picture and then they start following their process that they already have, but what they already think they should follow without yeah. probably listening.
2: Yeah, or, or it's like, or they listen, but they just don't have the skill to say, ah, George, yeah. or Edward, here's your issue. This is what you need to do next. Yeah. So I've had a funny one. Um, I've had people who've hired, let's say, business mentors for two years. And in one month, I've helped them make more money than they ever did from two years of business mentoring, right? And I'm not saying that egotistically. I'm just saying that directly is because instead of walking them through a process that's not relevant to them, I'll just yeah, walk through and say, here's the problem. Fix this or do this or do that, and really, that's what people want these days. No one wants to be taught. No one wants a degree. People want to succeed, right? Yeah,
0: that's and I, true.
2: And I think part of a big focus on what I do is just saying, cutting to the chase. Hey, here are the top things you need to know. And if someone hires me one on one, I can go bang. This is your problem, and help them get what they want. Get what they want. Or if someone reads my online, you know, buys one of my online products or something like that, uh, it it just cuts to the chase with really what the answers are. And I think a good consultant mentor slash coach can just pick things from a mile away and solve people's problems on the spot.
0: That's very true. That's very true. And that's what creates the trust as well. That's the only way Mm -hmm. you're going to be able to take, you know, those clients to stick with you, to actually be working with you in a long-term basis because um, that's the only way they will see benefits.
2: Yeah, yeah. And on a funny note, I've had a lot of clients only use me for a few months, okay? However... They leave and they absolutely love me and they refer work to me all the time. That is incredibly common for me as well. And I think it's great, you know. I think it's – everyone's different. Uh, like, whoever said you had to hire a mentor for X amount of time or whoever said that you needed to have one all the time. No one ever – well, a lot of people say that, but they're usually the coaches selling their own products, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Right? No. It's like people who are like mentors saying, oh, everyone should have a mentor and you should hire me for 10 years at a time. It's like what? Yeah, and uh, yeah, and and obviously their advice is not their advice is given from a self-serving
0: perspective. That's that's one of the biggest problems. So they they want to keep they they want to keep you there so they actually stay making money or you know as you go. Do the they, they actually the longer you stay, the better for them. But you know you're not getting results.
2: Yeah, yeah, and my view is the opposite. Like if, if I get someone in and I get them out a few months later and they don't need my services anymore because I'll tell you now, I have this all the time. I'll do such a great job. Clients won't actually need me anymore because they know exactly what to do because I've just given them the answer straight away. And to me, that's the best way of doing it. You know, yeah. If I can get someone out, if I can give someone all the realizations they need in two months compared to one year, I'll do it in two months. Yeah. And, yeah, there's a reason why I get lots of referrals and people like me is because I don't screw them around, I tell them what they want. And I think that's very, it, of all forms of mentoring, two things. A, if you're a mentor, you should practice your business from that ethical viewpoint, A. But B, as well, it's like, you know, if you're hiring a consultant, those are the expectations I would encourage people to put on their consultants, including what people expectations people should place on me.
0: That's very true. So I think I think we, we started talking about uh, you know the ten specific things like you know the yes. thing the things you need to follow to um to actually uh, succeed in your sales and marketing strategy, and then we pretty much twisted a little bit into mentoring and consulting. So, but this is very interesting because you know a lot of people they're interested of probably getting a mentor, and, and at some point somebody's been considering trying to get a mentor, and they're probably going to the in, in, in the wrong paths. So I think it's important, we've probably just changed a little bit our talk, and we just focus on on, on the mentoring side of things, and um, you know what would be those uh, five key things for example that, that you consider are good when you are hiring a mentor, what you should be looking for?
2: Yeah, I think number one is every mentor has their strengths and weaknesses, like for example, I'm not an accountant. I'm not a finance mastermind and I never will be and I don't want to be, right? Um, I stick to sales and marketing and profitable business growth, that sort of thing. So I think number one is hire a mentor with the right strengths and weaknesses that suit you and complement what you do. I think two as well is hire a mentor that is flexible and is willing to work with you. So if you have a mentor or a consultant or a coach that's trying to screw you in a 12 month contract and charge you fees which are unjustifiable. Don't do it. You know, you can find someone that is going to do the right thing by you. Three, someone who has a very, very strong track record and they can prove it. Okay? Four, make sure they've got some form of qualification or accreditation that is credible and robust. And I think five, make sure you really personally align with that person and you totally click with them. Because again, you're going to be sharing some very personal information. You want to know that you're really sort of, you know, making sure, I won't knock them on my the phone, that you have that click with people that's very important.
0: Yeah, that definitely is. At the end of the day, mentorship is really personal, really, really, really personal. And you don't share only business problems, but a, a lot of the times your business problems are more likely to be your own problems. Because if you're feeling overwhelmed, and if you have all these problems in in in, in your shoulders, you actually can't see through. You can't see the solution that you're supposed to be, the the, the decision you're supposed to be making.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that, that's a very good example of what a lot of people commonly feel. Yeah, I think it's a very good observation, George.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, that, that that's great. also, you know, those five things are really, really important. So, and I think you know, many people will will definitely be value see value in that, especially you know, even if you're having an online business. When, you know, you sit all the time behind the computer, probably a lot of the times you're going to get mentors online or, or you know, you're going to buy products online with, uh, yeah. with those men- mentorship, um, you know, behind it. But at the end of the day, you will need to buy, if you're going to buy a product or hiring a mentor, it's pretty much the same thing, the same process. And you need to understand that there is strong on what you need to, to actually do for your business, even if it's an online business, to actually take it to the next level.
2: Yes, yes. No, absolutely. That sounds really uh, good, George.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's, I think that's, that's, uh, that's great observations that you've done there. So, um, what would you think is the right way to approach, for example, you have all these 10 points here in, in your presentation, yeah. which we will share with our audience once um, in, in, in this podcast as well. But what of those 10, ten points you will see as critical? I know all of them are, you know, are critical and you can improve them and you can you know, make them really profitable for your business but what, of, what if you were to pick one, which one would be the critical one out of, out of, out of those 10?
2: Yeah, my, my favorite one, this is the most common, it's point number four, it's called sales and marketing consistency and what it is is quite simply and this is the point, as a, a sort of joke I made, what is the best way George of fixing inconsistent marketing?
0: One could be design it and automate
2: it. Well, another simple way of looking at it, a great way of fixing inconsistent marketing is by having
0: consistent marketing. (laughs) Nice, nice.
2: (laughs) uh, That's just it. I I know I'm sort of having... I went straight to the solution. (laughs) Yours was a form of solution. Yes. That was one possible solution. But in reality is... Where a lot of people get in trouble, most people have a fairly good idea of what they're doing, right? Yeah. They're generally pointed in the right direction. But the most common problem is they just lack consistency in their marketing approach or they're not doing it enough, so they're not getting the results. Like a very common example is business networking. Like business networking, especially when one is starting out, is one of my favorite um, small business marketing strategies. Now, the reality of it is, though, George, is that um, most people just think, oh, yeah, I'll go to a business networking event once every two weeks. And no way, that's not going to work. Everything in their business could be fine, but if they're only going once every two weeks, that's not enough physical networking to get the volume and sales that like the need. Whereas if they yeah. went four or five times a week, that would solve all their financial problems.
0: Got it. So yeah, it's consistency. So if you're going to do it, you do it all the time or instead of just doing it once in a while.
2: Yeah, and, that's what, and I think that's, one of, that's my most common issue is ultimately people just aren't doing it enough or consistently or they're stopping and starting. And at the end of the day, you can have the best product ever, best strategy ever and everything, but if you don't have a consistent approach with it, it just won't happen. It, it, it won't work, or if it does work, the earnings of that person will be average at best. They won't get the top earnings or results or build their profile to the levels that they hope.
0: I think that's I think that's really really powerful just then, because I think we all lack like consistency, even you know with simple things in our life like waking up at the same time every day exercising, and you know it's little things like actually eating healthy food and you know probably if someone meditates and just sticking to something is very difficult for for us, especially with the day to day stuff so we focus on solving the problems here and there' in the business and probably trying to get things and writing a blog post or doing all these things yeah. but then we do way too many things at the same time and it's not consistent.
2: Yeah, or you're doing too many of the wrong things. So I think stepping back a little bit for any business is you've got to really make sure A, you're not screwing around and wasting any time areas or you're doing low value activities and you know the sales and marketing activities you're doing are delivering you the results that you want. So for example, yeah. if you let's say you know business networking is a great strategy and it makes you money and you're only going once a fortnight, I'm would be the I'm the first one who would challenge that, saying, well, why don't you go four times a week? And sure. a lot of people might give a, an answer saying, oh, well, I can't be bothered because I have to get up there. I'm serious. I hear this all the time. Oh, I can't be bothered, and I don't want to get up there early, and it's too hard. And it's like, okay, my next response will be is, how much of a marketing budget do you have? And they go, what do you mean? I said, oh, well, let's do some Facebook marketing or some online marketing. Oh, I don't have any budget <laughs> to spend on that. And I'm like, oh, okay. They'll say, oh, can we just write a blog post that will go viral? And it's like, okay, um, oh, we want to, uh, but you don't get to choose when a blog post goes viral.
0: I've heard heard that one many times. Can we create a video that goes viral, put it on Facebook, YouTube, and just many people watch it, and that's it?
2: Yeah, Uh, yeah, and then I'll just count the money. And my straight answer to that is, look, I've had many blog posts go viral. Right? I've had some blog posts get shared 20 times in like a yeah. few hours, which I'm really admirable of. Um, but having stuff go viral doesn't mean you make a lot of money. It's a continual application and being a trusted leader in the market, be it selling products or services or whatever. You've got to have that very really solid reputation in the market, so really people really pick up what you do. Yeah, and, that's right. you know, again... At the end of the day, I'm just using business networking as an example because it is a common example and it's a, a it's a form of marketing that I often discuss with people but you to have some form of marketing that makes sense and actually works and you don't have wishful thinking like, oh, I'll just do something that goes viral and I'll get my Maserati tomorrow. No, <laughs> you know. Uh, but a lot of people do think that way and I think the people that do really well and this is, I'm sure people listening to this podcast or watching this podcast are the same, is the people that do really well are the ones that, realize there is going to be some work required and they're willing to put that in and people that have that really hard working mindset are the ones that I have personally seen go from scratch to millionaires, the ones that make lots of money and do really, really well.
0: So it's about hard hard work which leads to consistency because that means you're going to be putting your skin and your effort in every single thing you do and once you keep it consistent, it will take you to that next level. Yeah, absolutely. Correctly yeah. applied hard work.
2: Yes. Know, so, for example, I do this one guy, great guy. Yeah, uh, you know, great guy. Business wise, not you know, it's not quite going the way that they want. And that great person, I is not actually a client, but I really know the guy. He puts a lot of time and energy into stress and anxiety, <laughs> and fear of the future. Right. So, but he puts yeah. very little work into actually delivering stuff. Right, that yeah. matters. Like, for example, I've got a full-time consulting business. I do more online than he does. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I, I I do more online work than he does, and I'm usually out every day working. And the reality is, is that the guy works hard in terms of the stress and the worrying and the thought, but he doesn't actually produce anything. Yeah. And It doesn't work, you know, you've got to be working hard, but you have to be producing something that helps you get the results. So in other words, you know, if you spend eight hours to write one blog to get it out, you're not going to make any money. Whereas I can pump out a blog in half an hour, 45 minutes. No problem. Great. Great. -hmm. So i would say correct application is absolutely critical of one's hard effort. Yeah,
0: that's, that's... That's very, very powerful. And I think that's really the takeaway that, he, that our listeners should take with them, like mm. really just focus on, on the right things and do it consistently. Mm. Yes. We'll, yes. We'll, that's, that's where we'll definitely take them somewhere.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but I couldn't agree with you more. That's exactly the way it goes, uh, George. And I've seen that play out hundreds of times. You know, so I've worked with thousands of... Overall, I've worked with thousands of clients, be it through workshops, seminars and the like, and I've worked with hundreds on a personal basis, you know, in terms of that one-on-one. Yeah. And I've actually worked out, I've clocked up over 40,000-plus consulting hours. You know, wow. It's ridiculous. Like, this is over, it was over a long time. And after a while, and, that, and granted, some of those consulting hours are in different space, right? However, in terms of the small business context, after doing that ridiculous amount of hours over the years working in the marketing profession... You know what works, and you know what doesn't. You know the people that are going to make money, and the people that aren't going to make money. It's very simple to figure that out after a
0: short while. Nice, nice, very good. It's just experience and the observation. I think, I guess, it's just everything is there once you once you're doing it so many times. Like you know, it's just easy to see the consistency of who's actually going to make it. Yeah, yeah. So what what would be in your um. You know what? Would, what do you think would that would describe that person who would make it? It's just hard work, basically, and focus. Well, hard
2: work's part of it? A, you gotta have a good concept, right? So yeah. you gotta have a really smart business and a good concept. Yeah. Uh, B, you gotta know what you're doing. C, you gotta be commercially savvy. And D, you are working hard, but you're working hard in the right areas. You know, yeah. and cool. It's very easy, and I made this mistake probably actually late last year. I was working hard in the wrong areas, and it wasn't delivering. So, it's really the idea of knowing what areas to work on and putting your effort into that area to really get the maximum results that you're after.
0: Yeah, perfect, perfect. I think uh, I think that summarizes everything. Cool. You just said right then, so that that's really absolutely everything that somebody could take out of this, plus that presentation that is in your website, which I'm gonna put in the show notes of this uh, of this podcast. So uh, where can people find more about you, Edward? Oh, just uh, feel free just to Google my name,
2: Edward Zia, uh, and you should see my website at excellenceabove.com.au. Visit there, check out my blog. There's plenty of great information that can often help lots of awesome business owners. So very much the simplest way of really getting into it.
0: Perfect. So I'll I'll include all those links in the show notes as well as a link direct to that presentation that we were discussing at the beginning and and a summary of what you just said just then really bold, really big because I think it's really powerful for uh, whoever's going to be listening to this and it's really going to help. Just that phrase is going to really help them to go somewhere.
2: Pleasure. George, it's been a pleasure. It sounds uh, really good. It's been absolutely awesome talking to you about this great topic.
0: Thank you, Edward. It's been great to, to share this time with you. All right. Have a great one,
2: every, everyone out there, and keep up the fine marketing work. Nice. Thank you, Edward. All right. Have a great one. See you guys. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to the Three Steps Business Podcast with George Gasker. Enjoy this podcast? If so, we hope you'll share our website, three stepsbusiness.com, to your family, friends, and colleagues. Make sure to check out the show notes of this podcast and other related topics in 3stepsbusiness.com. Before you go, remember, if you're not entirely clear on how to go about implementing any of these topics, contact us on info at 3stepsbusiness.com. We may be able to help.